For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. We're excited to have you all, and we have some big news. We currently have 25 teens graduating in two weeks from our very first Global Teen Wealth Entrepreneur Program, and we are very excited. If you haven't gone to Teen Wealth on Facebook yet and liked us, go check it out because we're posting pictures daily of the young future millionaires that we have going through our program. And for any new listeners who don't know what Global Teen Wealth is, anyone who's just joining us, we have a course that's inside high schools and is about to be online in the summer that teaches teens how to start their own business, how to manage money, and how to go out there and live the life of their dreams. So we're really excited. We currently have 60 teens enrolled. 25 of them are about to graduate with a business plan, and we're about to go out there and find them some money so that they can launch their dream business. We also have some big, big news. Three days ago, Global Teen Wealth got a phone call from the partner of one of the sharks on Shark Tank. They are publishing a magazine with 24 entrepreneurs and businesses from across North America, and they have chosen us to be their nonprofit featured in a two-page spread in their entrepreneur magazine going out to over a hundred thousand business owners with pictures of all of our teens that are doing our program. So not only do we have future millionaires who are 13, 14, 15, and 16 and that we're connecting with people like the sharks on Sharks Tank, but they're going to be seen all across North America. So we're really excited that the program's going well. Um, today I've got Ewan as my co-host. Hey everybody. Uh, everybody else is traveling Kevin's headed back to Australia so he'll be calling in next week from Australia but first we're going to start off the show with welcoming back one of our absolute favorite guests it's Carrie from Art with Impact are you out there Carrie? I am, hello hello, hello Um, so what film did you have for us this week because we're talking about LGBT community coming out and um, we'd just like to have a film from Art with Impact that kind of talks about some things that put people in boxes and in society, how we tend to generalize people in different boxes. So what film do you have to share with us today? So today's film is called um, Crooked Beauty. And the film starts out with um, a quote on the screen that says something like, birds who have perfectly symmetrical wings can't fly. And then it goes through the poetry of this beautiful poet um, with a lot of sort of visual poetry that goes around it, basically talking about the fact that we can't, that being put into a box isn't actually helpful and that being celebrated for our differences is much more beneficial in general. So in this film, she talks in a lot of general. Um, it's not, it's not very, it's not very specific. Um, but I think that in terms of, especially if we think about like gender binaries and, 
you know, cisgender and whatever, like all of these different sort of um, categories that we find ourselves in that really ultimately we're people and we all are, we all exist inside our own, um, in our own circumstances that, that condition who we are and what we do. And there's a lot of beauty in our crooked wings. There's a lot of opportunities for us to um, enhance the world around us, no matter who we are. And particularly when we don't fit into a box, because that's an opportunity to open up other people's eyes to um, differences and create empathy and compassion and sort of build community. That's beautiful. So we've, we've had quite a few films from you guys already. How are your events going? They're going great. Yeah. I mean, in all of our high school events, the students make films, which those ones aren't on our website because they're all, um, they belong to the students, but they are, um, so we have, you know, like hundreds now of these, these films that students have been making in high schools and they're so beautiful. It's so wonderful to see all of these different opportunities that, um, that we have to hear what, what students are saying and what they have, what they're experiencing. And I have to say that the um, the issue of sexual identity comes up a lot with our high school students in the films that they make because I think that it's a real source of consternation when you live in a culture that doesn't necessarily accept everybody equally um, and when there's built-in societal bias against specific groups of people. So, you know, related to bullying and depression and anxiety, there's a lot of things that tie into the LGBTQ community. Not to say that those issues are unique to LGBTQ, but I think that they definitely are enhanced when you're a part of a stigmatized and discriminated against minority. love that you brought that up because, I mean, since the 1980s, I guess, the term that started off, we started talking about gay, and then and then it became LGB, and then it started becoming LGBT, and it's being more accepted in places like Canada, and it's being, I mean, my roommate is gay, my best friend is gay, um, my best friend in Brazil, she's a lesbian, and it's just, it's, for me, that's always been, that's just, we're just people, it's like my black and white friends, it's my brown and yellow friends, you know, we're all just people, and it doesn't matter, but there's so many places around the world where it's, I mean, there's still seven countries in the world where being gay is punishable by death. Yeah. One of the countries there was, there were two men that were together, and um, I don't remember the exact country that it was in, but there were two men together. Uh, somebody walked in on them, and they were sentenced to 7,000 lashes each and were crippled for life, both of them. And that, I mean, that just, it, it destroys my heart thinking about that because we're all just people. It's the same thing yeah, we're talking yeah. about racism, and, and then now we're talking about LGBT issues, and it's 2016, and we're still talking about both of these things. Um, <laughs> I know that there's 72 countries in the world that still have laws that criminalize homosexuality. I just, I can't even wrap my head around it, so that's why I well, love our... States, there's still, there, I mean, there's still states where you're not allowed to get married. I mean, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of work for us to do as a community to right the social justice wrong that's been in place for a long time, and... We're based out of San Francisco, and we see there, there's a fantastic LGBTQ youth center here, but they deal with a lot of kids who are running away from other places across the United States where their communities can't accept them for who they are. And it's, I mean, thank God there's places like Canada and California where you can be whatever you want to be, but it's easy to forget when you live in bubbles like this that are just accepting and, and comprehensive and sort of embracing everybody that there's lots of communities still to this day where you could be called all sorts of horrible names just for who you are, how you were born. 
It's so it's 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 sad. There's um there's some great TED talks out there too. I love what Art with Impact does because you guys bring these amazing videos to young people all over the place, and and it's similar to TED talks. I just love that it evokes different discussion, and it's something that is online so that people all over the world can access. So even when you are living in a country or, or in a society or a culture that doesn't necessarily talk about these things openly you still have a place that you can access it where you can learn something and and connect with other people that are out there so i love projects like yours and the ted talks i was actually just listening to a ted talk the other day and it was these two women jenny chang and lisa dassels and they're a lesbian couple and they decided that they were going to travel to fifth sorry fifth yeah 15 different countries and they were going to go out and find 50 people that were identifying as LGBT and and find out their stories. So they went to India and they went to Nepal and they found out the different places where um, marriage, same-sex marriage is legalized. And it's fascinating. I remember them talking about Argentina. 92% of the people in Argentina identify as strictly Catholic. And they were the first country in South America to make same-sex marriage equality okay. And then Brazil and Uruguay followed right after. I mean, you think of Brazil, it's like San Francisco. It's very much that flamboyant. They've got that amazing community. Um, and and people always say, start to blame religion for different things. And, and clearly it's not religion that's to blame when 92% of the people in Argentina are Catholic, but they still love and promote the fact that we're all people and we deserve to be happy no matter who we are or where we come from. So... I just love what you guys do. I think it's great. So, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. For everyone out there that's new to Art with Impact, could you let everyone know your social media and your website so they can follow you and find out more about your events and films? Yeah, sure. Our, our social media, you can follow us at Art with Impact. And that's, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Vimeo. And our website is artwithimpact.org. And, uh, yeah, we'd love you to check us out, watch some videos, Give some feedback to the filmmakers. Get involved in any way that makes sense to you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to share a personal story, actually, with um, all of you listeners out there. Uh, The very first woman I ever met when I traveled when I was 17... Now, this woman, we've talked about her a little bit before, her name's Zoe Oma. She's one of my best friends on earth. Um, She literally has the deck stacked against her in every form of the word when it comes to prejudices. Not only is she black, but she's a female and she's a lesbian. And so her and I have talked a lot about how society kind of identifies her and pigeonholes her and puts her in these little spaces. But she goes out every single day and is proud of exactly who she is. And no matter what the struggles that she's had in her life, she goes and volunteers and volunteers with groups that she identifies with. And so young people look up to her and go, gosh, you know, if she can overcome all of these struggles that are here in her life, um, maybe, maybe I'll be okay too. And she comes home so happy and so fulfilled because she's involved in these communities where she gets to make a difference and share her story. I mean, when she was a, a kid, she went through some tragedy with being molested by her stepfather and then ran away from home, lived on the streets, was eventually raped. Un- really, unfortunately, it was horrible, spent six months in a coma, but came out of all of that and is still an advocate for young people around the world to be bold and be better and just be an incredible human being no matter what adversity faces them so so she's a great inspiration and I, I just I love to bring up her name and her story because she just truly is a beautiful person so no matter where you are in the world and what 
struggles you're going through. There are people out there that understand what you're going through. And uh, hopefully we can connect a huge community online through Global Teen Wealth of young people that can reach out and identify with somebody else somewhere in the world. I'm really excited to introduce our next guest because I met him in Los Angeles about two years ago and he's an incredible artist. Not only is he a designer, but a singer and a musician. He just does some really incredible stuff and he's going to talk to us for quite some time today because he's just a very unique man. John, are you out there? I am here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am blushing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you're, you deserve to blush. So, <laughs> First of all, I want to tell everyone about your amazing group that you have, Orchid and Hound. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, well, my bandmate um, and I met when we were about 14 in high school. Uh, we both went to an art school and we're friends throughout high school. Uh, then we kind of fell in love once we graduated and then we broke up and created a band. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess, you know, as that's how it goes, I guess. Um, yeah. And it just sort of was a natural progression. Um, we became friends over music and, uh, so it was kind of easy once we broke up to you know, find some common ground again, and that turned into Orchid and Hound. Um, and now I can't even imagine, you know, it's sort of synonymous with our friendship. It's just part of us. It's sort of an extension of our friendship and relationship and in music form. That's lovely. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Orchid and Hound a little bit later, but our theme this week is LGBT and coming out. Could you tell everyone a little bit about your story and, and kind of who you are so they get a sense of who you are before I start telling them what an incredible musician you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when you asked me to do this, I, it was kind of a great opportunity to, you know, take stock in what my story was and, and what has happened. And I, I did have it relatively easy uh, having a supportive parent, but basically, you know, just like a lot of young gay or lesbian or anybody, you sort of know some, something's different. Uh, and I just kind of knew something was different, you know, about probably seven, didn't really have a word for it yet. And, you know, I'm almost 30. So at, at the time there wasn't really very many people in mainstream media, even mentioning the word gay or anything. Um, and in junior high, I had it pretty rough. That, that, was, that would probably be my worst time. Um, I think that's sort of common whether or not you're gay. I think junior high is rough for everyone. Um, but basically, you know, name-calling, um, everyone seemed to know what I was before I did um, and, and didn't hesitate to really make fun of me for it. Um, and then... I met someone who told me about this school. Um, It was an art school that you had to audition to get into. And I was really fed up with, you know, the way I was being treated in my hometown. So I auditioned and luckily my mom let me audition and I got in. And, you know, I I remember taking the Metrolink, which is a train here in LA. I woke up at 4 a.m. to go there on my first day and, uh, I was so nervous. I made her pull over before I got to the train. I threw up. I was so terrified to go to a new place. Um, but 
I got there and it was like, <laughs> it was a little gay boy's dream. There were people singing. It was, it was literally almost like fame. Um, and I, I still didn't come out for about two months, even though there were plenty of gay people there and lesbians. Um, it took me a while until a senior boy professed, he, I, I heard from someone that he had a crush on me. And I remember coming home that day with a, just a smile on my face that I could not erase. Um, and my mom said, why are you so smiley? And I remember running into my room and like, nothing, mom, nothing, nothing. And she was like, is it about a girl? And I said, no. And then a few minutes later, she said, is it about a boy? And I said, no. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she knows. And it's one of those things when you have this secret and you find out someone else knows, it's like you want to run. I just remember feeling like I have to run away. Um, but I went outside my room and, and then I came out. And luckily, you know, she was incredibly supportive. Not everyone has that opportunity. Um, but my, my mom was great. And it was a little easy coming out knowing that popular kids <laughs> might have liked me. Um, but, you know, ever since then, I, I think I felt so free. I came out, you know, like the next week at school and, um, you know, great things started happening. I, I finally felt like myself. And, you know, you guys were talking about labels before. And I, I think when you first come out, you cling so much to that identity because it's the first time you, you feel like yourself. Um, and in a way that can sort of get in the way once you get older. Um, and I think, you know, now as an adult, I've, I've found a way to even break free of that label and even have that not limit my identity um, and just sort of be me and comfortable in, in who I am. Um, but yeah, it's my story. And now, you know, I'm in a band with, you know, when we first started, people called us queer pop without us or telling anybody that was our label. And at first, I thought it was kind of cool. And then it, it bothered me a little bit that in this world, we had to have that label just because our lyrics, you, you know, I didn't really hide away from the pronouns. I said he, and I was talking about a he, um, and that, that gave us this queer label. Um, and in a way, I've embraced it and also, you know, tried to fight against it because I think it, it sort of limits, you know, if you hear queer pop, you think, oh, it's only for gay people. When that's not really the case, it's just we so happen to be gay. Um, you, know, you know, you don't call it straight pop, but I listened to straight pop my whole childhood. So it's, it's sort of, it's, it's a lovely thing to have to come into your own sexual identity. And then, it, you know, it, I think you also have a growing period from that where you can break free away from, from that label. Um, yeah, I, I, that is my story. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, you know, I, I did, there's one moment when I was in junior high when I got booed at at an awards assembly, not for anything in particular, just because kids didn't like me for being different. And, um, 
that's definitely a defining moment. Um, and luckily, you know, I still had a very supportive mom. I can't tell you if you don't have that support, you need to find it in a teacher. There is somebody at your school. There is some mentor that, that will listen. And I can't tell you how important not only my mom, but other mentors have been in my life. And without them, I would definitely not be in the position I am in now. Um, yeah. I love it. I have so many more questions for you. We do have to go to a commercial break right now, but we'll be back in two minutes. Don't forget to have okay. your pen and paper out, everyone. And uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes with more of John's story. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from the break. Uh, We're still interviewing John Constantine from Los Angeles uh, of the group Orchid and Hound, and he's talking all about his coming out story. And I have to tell everyone that's listening how I actually met John, because the world is an incredible place. (laughs) And part of what we do with Global Teen Wealth is teach about building up your confidence and saying hi to strangers because you never know who's around the corner and you never know who you're sitting beside and you never know who's going to change your life. So I was in Los Angeles two years ago and I had been cooking for this big event and it was 1140 at night just before um, New Year's Eve. And I'm washing dishes alone going, what am I doing? I'm in Los Angeles. The bell's about to ring. I said, that's it. I'm getting in the elevator and I'm going to the liquor store. I'm buying a beer and I'm going to go stand outside and jump and cheer with everyone. And I get into this elevator at this building and there's these four gorgeous men in the elevator and they start talking to me. And they said, we're at a party. Why don't you come with us? And I said, sure, why not? So I go up into this penthouse apartment and all of a sudden I'm in a room with 60 or 70 of the most beautiful men that walk the face of the planet. The apartment is gorgeous. The men are beautiful. And 
I got to count down with them and I was the only female in the place. I didn't know anyone, but they were having this amazing party and they were all, I swear, John, are you guys all models or something? Because that was the most beautiful room I've ever been in. <laughs> You're really sweet. Uh, we are not all models, no, but I, you know, I remember talking with you so much that night and not only was it a good conversation, it was engaging and I feel like we talked about the meaning of life that night and, it, and not in a, we weren't even wasted. It was just like, you know, it was a connection and, you know, I thought you were a friend of somebody's. I had no idea <laughs> you knew no one in the room. Um, but yeah, it is such a good example of you never know how someone's going to impact your life or, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't predict that, you know, a year later you'd be calling me and asking me to talk about stuff with you on your show. Um, and life is, can surprise you that way. Um, and it's really good to remind yourself of that every now and then. Um, what's, what's really great too is I, to be honest, I didn't even know, um, that you were this incredible singer and talented artist. I just, I just knew that you were a really neat person that I, I connected with and thought had a beautiful soul. Um, and, and, and so it was interesting when you sent me the, um, website for Orchid and Hound that I could listen to your music and I absolutely fell in love with your music and one of the songs specifically really spoke to me um it, it's called Lost and Lost mm -hmm. has a beautiful music video and incredibly inspirational lyrics and it really gutted me could you tell us a little bit about that particular song and how it came to be yeah well you know I'm a bit of a <laughs> I'm a bit of a sad girl. You can tell the songs that I've written in the band. Um, they're usually the more moody ones. Um, and the song is really about... I've always sort of questioned everything where I'm at in my life, who I am, what I believe in. Um, and I was feeling a little exhausted with that. Um, and that's sort of where that lyric comes from. I don't want to be forever lost. It... A teacher once told me, you know, and it's, you know, it's about the journey. And sometimes the journey can feel really, you know, tiring. And at the time I was feeling that way. Um, and the song is really about sort of transitions and breaking free of one part of yourself and moving on to the next and sort of accepting that that process is going to be forever inside of me. Um, accepting that, you know, there won't be a finish line, really. And even if I get to that elusive finish line, I'm still going to have a question, you know. Um, but accepting that and finding the beauty in that and accepting that part of this human experience is that question. Um, I think a lot of times we try and avoid that and find want to know the answers to everything when really the experience is about the question uh, and feeling sort of lost. You know, there's beauty in that. You usually find, you know, like the video, I, a great song and a great video came out of that feeling. It was definitely one of those songs that wrote itself. Um, and the video was very similar. We met up with, um, a director that I had met out and 
he just, I think because of the content, we all just really, really vibed. And the video came out exactly the way that I wanted it to. We were talking a little about it before. Um, you know, the video is very abstract, but we really wanted to create images that people could interpret in different ways and apply it to their own life. Even though we had a very specific story, um, we really wanted to present something that people, you know, could experience and really apply to something specific with, with their own personal struggles and their own journey. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's truly an art piece, that music video, and the lyrics are so great. It just together, I, I hope everyone who's listening goes to the Orchid and Hound website and listens to all of the music, not just the song Lost, but that one in particular really, really spoke to me. A little bit earlier before the break, you talked about identity and label and how you can kind of become confined within a label. How would you, do you even label yourself or identify yourself in some way now? Like, how would you kind of describe your your I don't know your identity to people. <laughs> I, I mean, I do say I'm gay and I, it's kind of tough because I, I also feel like it's a generational thing and I feel so old in saying this, but, you know, I, I think younger generations are ditching that concept a little more than my generation did. You know, I, I said this earlier, but, saying I'm gay was such an empowering thing. And I think it still is for a lot of people um, because it's a word that can, that you can place to these feelings. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, a word can then be limiting because people assume, you know, well, if you're gay, then you also, you know, A, B, and C, when that's usually not the case and everyone is very different. And you can even look to the community and see that there are, so many variations in the community and sometimes there are even, you know, disagreements because people think, well, if you consider yourself LGBT, then you need to feel this way about a certain thing or this way about another thing. Um, it's really complex. You know, I think it's, it can be really empowering um, and also limiting. I think for me, what helps me is just being aware of that. Um, it's kind of like just being aware that there is complexity in that. So it's okay if I still have this label because I, I know I'm not totally defined by that as well. Um, but everyone's different, you know, some, some, I, I think some people really find power in the word. Uh, you know, I lived in San Francisco eight years and I never used to have all gay friends. And like you said, suddenly, my life became very gay. <laughs> um, and there's beauty in that, but also, you know, I, I think it can be limiting. Like it makes me want to go make, make some non-gay friends um, because you get sort of in your bubble and change really happens when you get outside your bubble. So, um, you know, but it's, it's ultimately, I think it's really a wonderful thing for someone to be able to say they, they're coming out, they're gay. But I, I sort of err on looking at life as sort of a cosmic joke and our identity is, is meant to change and shift and, and we're allowed to try on different outfits. And that's the whole point. That's, that, 
that's why we're here. And, and I think, you know, it's okay to call yourself something and identify some way, but, but allow yourself to change and not be limited by that. Hi, John. This is uh, Ewan over here. Hey, hey. Uh, I just wrote down three questions uh, after listening to you, and uh, the last two dealt with the process of growth from identifying as being gay and what it wholly represents you. And also, I wanted to ask what looking back was important for you to come out, and Brandy just basically stole almost all my questions and had those <laughs> almost all answered. So I've got one more question for you <laughs> coming from me. Uh, okay. I wanted to just emphasize from what I've heard your story, what gave you the motivational strength to come out while still being in high school? Well, I, I really did have it. I, I, it wasn't so bad, uh, mostly because I had examples of other people that had come out in my high school, um, which never happened to me before. I mean, my junior high and high school experience were completely opposite. Um, I, I luckily went to an art school where it was really celebrated. Um, and it was almost a little selfish of me coming out because I came out because I found out someone liked me. It was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm going to come out. The most popular guy in school likes me. I am so gay. I've been fighting this, but now I, nope, I am gay. Um, so right, it was a little sounds, easy for me. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what it, what it sounded. I know it can be a lot harder from stories I've heard from so many friends I have who identify in the LGBT community uh, in some way or another. And what it sounded like as well from, from your side is that it was really good having, number one, it sounds like an environment in the school you're in, but also having someone close to you that told you that just gave you the comfort that they cared for you, whether it was your mom or another family member or uh, if it's someone that would be a close friend. For the listeners out here who maybe don't identify themselves in the LGBT community, but they also mm -hmm. may be dealing with something else that would be hard for them to come to grips and be open publicly with. Uh, could you say something for all the other listeners out there about how important it is to, if there's someone close to you with these sort of struggles, just to, to be supportive? Yeah. I mean, w even though my high school experience was a little easier, I, I, before that it wasn't. And I, I, I can't tell you how important it is to find one. It may seem you know, hopeless, but there is at least one person, a teacher, someone in your community that will be there for you. And if I didn't have those people, I would never have the type of courage I have now. Um, I spent a lot of lunches in elementary school and junior high in teachers' classrooms, and it wasn't because I was in trouble. It was because I wanted to. And sure, you know, at the time, it maybe felt a little nerdy or it maybe isolated me a little bit more from, from the other kids, but it saved my life. You know, it really helped me stick through it. And had I not had those people, I wouldn't have sort of had the Disneyland art school experience. I wouldn't have gotten to that point. I wouldn't have had the courage to decide to leave. Those teachers really were like, yes, don't go to the high school. Everyone else is going to, this is your opportunity. You know, they were really, helpful. And if it's mm. not your parent, um, there's a teacher there. And, and luckily, you know, there are safe places online, there's teen wealth, there's all these things now where you can find 
at least one person. I mean, it really just starts with one person that believes in you. Um, and that person's out there, even if it feels hopeless. Yeah. John, I could literally have you on for three straight shows. I still have another 20 questions that I want to ask you (laughs) because you just have this beautiful spirit. And I know that there's someone out there, a young man, young woman right now that's listening and going, you know what? I'm going to be okay <laughs> because you're, you can, you're infectious. Your, your passion and your, your enthusiasm is infectious. And I, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there right now that's smiling and going, Hey, they're talking about me. So, but we do have another I'm guest I have to interview. So I, I, I have to say thank you so much, but could you tell everyone your website and, and how they can follow you on social media so that if they want to learn more about you, they can. Yeah, uh, orchidandhound.com and Orchid and Hound on all the social medias. You can follow me personally uh, on Instagram at the Hound. Um, but yeah, orchidandhound.com will give you all the info where you could find us on Spotify and iTunes as well. You're beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, Skylar, are you out there? Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Phenomenal. I'm so glad you joined us. Now, everyone out there who's listening, uh, each week we choose our hero of the week. And Skyla doesn't know this yet. And I've actually never met her, but I follow her on Instagram because her Instagram account is pretty incredible. And, um, and, and we're going to nominate her as our hero of the week because what she does on Instagram inspires us at Teen Wealth. And I know lots of other people out there. So, Skyla, could you tell everyone a little bit about your Instagram account and what you do with it? Yeah, sure. So I have an Instagram account and a blog, and it's called The Happy Guppy. And so it's based on just trying to end the stigma around mental health and um, mostly anxiety because that's what I've suffered from. Um, But any type of mental health disorder, anything, and just end the stigma around it because everybody experiences any sort of anxiety throughout their life at some point. And um, it's just really to help people who are struggling with it and just give them some, um, some hope and some inspiration. And then my blog is more like tips and other things that they can learn that I've put up there and things to, to help them get through it. Beautiful. Yeah, you've, I've been following you for a little while now, and you've got lots of like, really positive messages out there. I, I just I, I adore what you do. How did you, how did you get into doing this like what was kind of the catalyst that started you doing this account well uh, when my anxiety first started out I didn't really know how to go about it at first I really didn't know what it was and so uh, I ended up seeing a a counselor and um, she suggested making a blog or something and so I started out with the blog and I thought I'd make an Instagram too um, and it just kind of spiraled from that and um, posting positive things. And as I gained more followers, I realized that it helped me to um, connect with other people who suffered from other mental illnesses and to talk with them. And it, it made me feel less, um, you know, I, I, I felt like a freak, you know, because I thought, oh, no one else has this. And so I connecting with these people really helped me realize this happens to everyone. It's not just me. And it just made me feel less alone with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother, when he was 11 years old, um, they, they, he was diagnosed with severe anxiety and it would present itself 
physically, emotionally, and and it was really hard for ten years for him to kind of manage his anxiety. And and being his sister and watching him struggle with that, and watching my parents struggle to help him, you you do you feel very alone. Even the people that aren't struggling with the anxiety, but the people that are trying to help the person that they love who's struggling with it. So having Instagram accounts and things that constantly bring awareness and create positive community around that I think is really important and when we're talking about coming out it's not just coming out in the sense of LGBT community it's coming out and saying hey I'm struggling with something because for so long mental illness has had this stigma about it when it's exactly like cancer you would never be ashamed to say I have cancer it's the same thing with anxiety depression and other things so I just love love what you do could you give everyone your um, like not not your contact information but um, any websites or any Instagram or Facebook or anything that they could follow you on so they can learn more about you and what you do yeah, sure. So my Instagram is just the happy guppy, just all one thing. And um, my blog is uh, skybear668 at wix.com slash the happy guppy. And it gives all sorts of information on um, things you can do to help your anxiety, foods you can eat, uh, lots of tips, um, a little interactive game that you can use to calm yourself down and just things like that. Would you be able to send me that link to your blog and then I can post it on our website so that people can uh, reach out and follow you that way? Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. It's actually listed right on my Instagram in my bio, so... Oh, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll go steal it from there. <laughs> um, for all the young people out there listening that may be struggling with anxiety, could you give one piece of advice to them for the listeners that, that might help them from your own experience? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'll kind of just be, I, I was listening on John's interview there and kind of just repeating what he said, but to have someone who understands or someone who will accept you for whatever, because I know especially at the beginning you think, oh, I'm such a freak and you feel so alone and, and you're not. And there's always someone out there. Um, I know my boyfriend has been 100% supportive and I have two really close friends, uh, one who struggles with anxiety a lot, who I can really relate to. And it's so nice to talk to her because I'll say like, oh, like I think this and, and she'll just be like, so? Like, that's okay. And it's so she's so cool about it. It's so nice. And my mom has always been there. So it's it's really just nice to have so just someone just to have who will understand you and just listen to you and be supportive. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I hope to meet you in person one day <laughs> at some event. Yeah. And, and I look forward to all of your Instagram posts. And, and I'm, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's listening right now that's going to start following you on Instagram and maybe learn something and connect with you in that community. So thank you so much for joining us. You are our hero of the week. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you, Randy. So we're going to go to our last commercial break. Uh, Don't forget to have your pen and paper out because I'll give you that number to text in to win some prizes. When we come back, uh, we have our money man telling you uh, some great money tips this week. And then Mr. Do-It-Yourself, you and Cameron, is going to talk all about one of my favorite subjects, shoes. We'll see you in a couple minutes, everybody. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you got that pen and paper out. Uh, Don't forget, you can text us LGBT and your email address to 707-200-6386, and you'll be entered into a draw to win some very cool prizes. Uh, So we do have our money man, Grant Powell, joining us. Grant, are you out there? Yes, I'm here. Beautiful. Well, we've been talking about coming out LGBT issues, and it really doesn't matter if you're black, white, gay, straight, tall, short, it doesn't matter. But when you're getting in a relationship with someone, whether it's romantic or business, there's a couple of things that you have to talk about in terms of finances. If someone's looking into getting into a relationship, no matter what type of relationship it is, can you tell them kind of how to start a conversation about where their finances are and where they're going? Yeah, I guess the biggest thing is is people need to be honest and, and sort of have those conversations, like you said, and, and just sort of ask, um, you know, first of all, what are we planning to do? Are we planning to buy a business, build a business, buy a home, and what kind of steps do we need to do to get there? And, and credit, of course, is, is one of those big steps that um, you don't want any hidden surprises. So the more that you sort of get everything out, whether you've had bad credit, whether you, you know, have had no credit, and try to help each other, coach each other, that's the best way to make sure that when you do find whether it's a home or a business you want to invest in, there's no sort of hidden um, surprises that you can't, for instance, buy a business because your partner doesn't have any credit rating or anything. So it's, it's too late at that point. So, so realize the strengths. So by usually when I'm dealing with people that are trying to get either a mortgage or, or get a business loan, there's always one of the individuals that's a little more into uh, the financing side of things. And it's better actually if there is sort of a lead person because that way I just communicate with that person and they gather all the documents. So there's no miscommunications. So there's always, always going to be sort of that lead person. And, and the third thing is to, to really coach each other. In any type of business or relationships, uh, we all have our strengths and, and weaknesses, right? And things we want to do better out of, out of whichever. So it's, it's just a way of getting more dynamic into a relationship by really sort of trusting each other 
and working together and be, like I said, be honest so that you can sort of develop that relationship so that it doesn't matter what happens during that relationship, you can always build from the things that happen, whether they're good or bad. Yeah, beautiful. I know. I know. If my mother's out there listening, and I'm sure she is, she she she's always talking to me about the money and that kind of stuff. So my mother and I have a great relationship when it comes to talking about money because she's very much the uh, like you, Grant, the budgeter and planning things out, and I'm kind of more of the oh, I've got some money in my pocket. What exciting thing can we do today? So I know that being in a relationship, no matter what kind of relationship it is, is always good to kind of know those things about each other before you either get married or start a company together because that can cause problems down the line. So I. I appreciate yeah. you joining us again this week with your fabulous money tips. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, I know I know uh, you're set for child number two coming in a week or two here. So we're really we're really proud to have you on our team and excited to welcome a new young person to the Teen Wealth family. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Ewan, let's talk about shoes. All right, Brandy. Thank you. Uh, We've talked in the past about job interviews and branding yourself. I've discussed how to iron a shirt. And something else that's very important for your professional outfit is your shoes. And they're also really important for when you're going out in the town. So whether you're a young man or young lady, I'm about to pass on a couple important tips for your shoes in terms of taking care of them and their presentation, especially for shoes that you're going out for for a job interview or something more in the formal nature. So for myself, in my washroom, I have a shoe kit box, which I put together myself. I've gone to the dollar store, I've got my own container from the dollar store, and I just have it underneath my sink. So it's time to, to polish my shoes. I can just flip the toilet seat all the way down and just sit on my toilet, grab my shoes, and polish away. And I've got all my kit just handy there and well organized. And that's really good because if you're about to go out and you all of a sudden notice some uh, dirty scuff marks on your shoes, or you're late for or running really close to being uh, late for your job interview, the last thing you really want to do is notice this last minute and then frantically run around to try and gather all this gear together to make sure you get your, your shoes all taken care of. It's really important all the way down to your shoes having a nice presentation. So in my shoe polish kit that I have under my, my sink in this box, I've got the standard shoe polishes, brushes, and cloths that you can find at any sort of pharmacy, chemist, or department store. I've also added a couple other interesting items that you may not expect. I've got a small, tiny little mason jar filled with white vinegar. I've got uh, also a jar of Vaseline or petroleum jelly and hand lotion. Now, I also have some dirty old socks as well as old t-shirts that I ripped into strips that if I'm not using the polishing cloth, if I'm using some of these special materials, I don't want to have these fancy polishing cloths dirty or scuffed by using vinegar or petroleum jelly. If you notice you've got watermarks on your shoes from being out in the rain in the past, just before you're going out on your leather shoes, you can simply take one of the old socks or t-shirt strips and take a, this jar of white vinegar and just lightly dab the vinegar, lightly dab, and just rub it quickly over top of all the watermarks on your leather shoes, takes them right off. Now with the Vaseline, it's another way to get things really shiny, especially for those leather patent shoes that need to be really, really bright and shiny. You get scuffs on the stuff, an easy way to rub them off is either using Vaseline or some sort of petroleum jelly. Also, a hand lotion works in a pinch. And believe it or not, glass cleaner, which I already have down there to clean my mirrors near my box of uh, shoe polish gear. Glass cleaner also works, especially for older shoes, to restore the shine from, uh, on your leather patent shoes. 
If you've got suede shoes that have some sort of dried stain on them, simply take a nail file, which I also keep in my box, and just a quick little rub on the stain. We'll rub that dried up stain right off the suede. You won't need any fabric or any sort of liquid or anything because, of course, liquid would damage the suede. Uh, the suede. And also, if you've got this annoying thing, like you notice there's shoe, uh, sorry, goo or gum on the bottom of your shoe, a couple of ways to get it off is using WD-40, which you might have stored in your garage, or actually in a pinch, you can take a thin plastic sandwich bag and put a couple ice cubes in there and spend five or 10 minutes just rubbing that on the gum. And eventually the gum will harden and with a simple butter knife or something, become very easy to peel off the gum that's stuck in your shoe. Now I mentioned to put this in a Ziploc bag, it's not necessary, but it'll stop your hands and everything else from getting wet if you've got sh uh, gum on your shoe. If you find that you have uh, old shoes that are starting to smell bad, you have some bad shoe odor, simply taking some orange peels from the fruit that you've eaten and just bringing them back home from work and putting them in your shoes overnight actually takes care of your shoe odor. It's really, really interesting. All right, so now you've got some ideas about getting your shoe box all set up for shoe polishing. It's really important in the business world as well as in the night dancing world once you get out there to have this kit all set up so you're not running around in a frantic mess, running late, trying to get your shoes clean when you notice uh, a dirty spot on them. You've got your white vinegar, you've got your Vaseline, hand lotion, nail files, you know where your WD-40 and glass cleaners are, and when you get orange peels, you don't necessarily throw them right away right away. You think, hmm, do I have any shoes that could use this? Brandy? I love it. You and I love your tips and tricks. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> we did just get a text message in saying thank you to John and Skyla for the work that they do. Uh, they really identified with John's um, story. So I love I love getting the uh, text messages. In. That's fantastic to hear. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that we're reaching people. So I, I love it. Um, so the theme this week was coming out. Not just coming out if you're black, white, gay, lesbian, but coming out if you have a mental illness or something that you think people are going to judge you for. There's a community for everybody. And, and even if you can't talk to your parent, your teacher, your counselor, or your friends, there's somebody out there that can listen to you because there's somebody out there that's going through something similar to what you're going through. Nobody's been through the exact same thing, but believe me, no matter what struggle you have, there's somebody else who understands because they've been through it or they help someone else be through it. And, and there's a few books that I'd love to recommend based on this topic as well. Um, for parents especially out there listening, there's a book called Ruby Fruit Jungle. And it, it's a beautiful book that, that mothers can, can give to their daughters or sons that talks about coming out. And, and it's great for parents as well because it, it really kind of shows them what their teen might be going through. Um, and it's a neat, it, definitely a neat book. So Ruby Fruit Jungle. Um, I also recommend another book called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. And, and that one's for teens um, to read. It, it lets you know that you're not alone and that what you're feeling, a lot of other people are feeling too and that everything will be okay. Now, one of my favorite movies of all time, it, it revolves around this issue as well. It's called It's My Party. It's one of the most evocative and beautiful movies I've, I've ever seen. And so if you're anybody, if you're anybody, just go go watch It's My Party. It's starring Eric Roberts, uh, Olivia Newton-John, Bronson Pinchot. It's, it's, it's never became a big famous movie, but I'm telling you, I show it to all my family and friends, and it heals my heart from within every single time I watch it. Now, one last thing. 
when you see someone who's being bullied or picked on because they're different, gay, lesbian, black, white, or struggling maybe with anxiety or depression, be kind. It's so much easier to be kind. I'm telling you, every great thing that's ever happened in my life, from getting a scholarship to go to Brazil and travel, to to being able to go to China and then coming back and going to the Amazon and then working on a cruise ship and having the loving family and friends that I have surrounding me right now, it all came because I reached out to somebody that was in need or volunteered or donated. My mother taught me this growing up. She was the one that was always volunteering with victim services, with hospices, hospitals, and, and just giving her full heart to everyone. And, and my other three parents as well always gave it back to people. They were always kind. Walk up to somebody and smile at them when they're having a bad day. Because no matter what you, you think they're going through, we never know. We're a deep ocean inside of us. So be kind, no matter what it is, because you don't know what that person's going through that morning. They could have lost a family member or a friend. So just smile, tell them they're beautiful, tell them you love something about them, and I'm telling you, you could save a life. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, Team Wealth Radio. Next week, we're really excited. We have some more amazing guests. So don't miss out every Thursday, live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's been a blessing. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh